Throughout the 1990s and 2000s, Anna Nicole Smith was one of the most photographed and talked about figures in the entertainment business. She captivated the media with her striking good looks, wild antics, an enormous uh, personality. And her untimely death made her more famous than ever. Wow. Today we'll be exploring her highs and lows, from her days as a Playboy playmate to becoming a hot mess reality TV star. Oh, and let's not forget she married a billionaire who was old enough to be her grandfather. All that and more on this episode of Death in Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <gasps> what do you call this thing anyway? Death in entertainment. Well, hello, everybody's. Here we are. Everybody's. Everybody's. Deados. Why are you pluralizing everybody? Deados and deadettes. <laughs> okay. I am brain dead. Yeah, Kyle's starting <laughs> off not good. Yeah, I think I remember. My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is still Mark Mulcairin. And I'm still Alejandro Dowling. Yes, and today we're talking about uh, one of the early 2000s biggest stars, reality Pretty much reality. I feel like every <laughs> decade has a blonde bombshell. Like yeah. The 90s was Pam Anderson, I think. Mm-hmm. The 2000s was was this one, was our subject today. In the 90s, she was the next Marilyn. That's what she was trying That's to true, yeah. position herself as. But I, you're right. I think Pam Anderson was just a little bit more yeah. mainstream. And there's, there's always a, an understudy, too. Like Jenny McCarthy was in the, the 90s understudy because she was on Singled <laughs> Out. Remember that MTV oh, yeah. dating show? So yep. Yeah, I think everyone's got a blonde bombshell. I think there was Marilyn in the 60s, mm-hmm. and then there was I, someone else who I'm not thinking of. Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it never ends well. For either of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, any the, of the them. main one of the understudies. If yeah. you're a blonde, they all die. Yeah, they <laughs> or, either or, die or they talk about how autism is caused caused by vaccines. Yeah, they're the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they lose their mind. Yeah. So if you're a blonde bombshell, beware. Bum bum bum. Yeah, it's not going to end well. Stay home. Yeah. yeah. Stay Be home. safe. <laughs> yeah. Stay a brunette. Yeah. Because <laughs> clearly some of these are not really blonde. They're not no. true blondes. Yeah. Stay home. Stay safe. Yeah. And stay with us as we go to February 8th. Let's get in there. 2007. Oof. All right. Well, Mark. Yes, sir. Can you help us out with what was going on in pop culture around February 8th, 2007? Oh, I would love to, Alejandro. Well, I'm, first thing I'm going to talk about books, if that's okay. Um, Sounds good. We can't read. Yeah, <laughs> not like we would have read these books or have any <laughs> references or even know any summary of them. Yeah. But the first book, I guess, is, is the biggest book right now, uh, The Audacity of Hope, Thoughts on Reclaiming the American Dream by Barack Hussein Obama. You didn't really have to put Hussein. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump? <laughs> Barack Hussein, Hussein. Obama. <laughs> um, it became number one on both the New York Times and Amazon.com bestseller lists after Oprah Winfrey endorsed it. So, thanks, you know, Oprah. You know, say what you will about Barack Obama, he still needed Oprah to kind of, you know, 
back him up. Yeah. He was still up and coming. Yeah. yeah. Although he was sort of a rock star. He was close, time. though. This is 2007. Yeah. So. He was heating up. Yeah. Blagojevich had the seat. Uh, Blagojevich! Already being sold <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was already making deals. Yeah. I like you go back to Blagojevich. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I like, would That's of. the important historical yeah. moment that we need to, to follow right yeah. now. Yeah. Racketeering. Um, Anyway, uh, Kyle, what's going on with the television? With the television, Super Bowl 41 had just taken place the previous Sunday uh, ah. between the Indianapolis Colts and Chicago Bears. Stop, Bears. Stop, Bears. <laughs> I remember this game. Rex Grossman was the quarterback for the Bears, and he didn't even show up to the game, really. Yeah. They just I, completely ran him over. I enjoyed the halftime show much better than the actual game, which was Prince. A very unforgettable performance. Yeah, when he's like the shadow behind the curtain and everything. Yeah, it was raining and too. It made it look like his dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blagojevich and Prince's dick. Yeah. I know. You are bringing up some weird topics. All the hot here. topics yeah, here. That no one wants to hear. Yeah. <laughs> the Colts defeated the Chicago Bears 29 to 17. Prince was the halftime show, followed by a special episode of Criminal Minds. Oh, uh, we all remember that one, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Which episode was that? Yeah, I know nothing about Criminal Minds. I've never seen it. It was the highest. Well, we we saw a clip of it when uh, what's his face, Johnny, uh, Johnny. Oh yeah, that's Lewis right. was on it. Johnny Lewis was on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for this Sunday, it was the highest ratings ever for the show with 26 million viewers. That's insane. That was back in the days when Mandy Patinkin was on it. Okay. Before uh, he talked shit about it behind its back, and uh, then. Quit the show behind it's about the show is a real person. <laughs> like, he was in it's the a press. living, breathing person. Yeah. yeah, he was in like talking to the media saying he didn't like the show or something. Yeah, yeah. this is before Homeland. Yeah, when you, he was rediscovered, you know, this is when he was just a bitter, he is a middle bitter, aged actor. He is that though, like, he's an angry, well. One thing you don't do, you don't go behind writers' backs and start shitting on their work and mm -hmm. stuff. That's what the girl from uh, Knocked Up did. And she, Catherine Heigl. Look what happened to her. She got blackballed out of the industry. Yeah. Or you insult them to their face and say you hope they have a tough asshole and then throw a script in their face. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. our boy, you know, Robert Robbie Blake. Blake. Like yeah. Robert Blake, yeah. Yeah, like Guido Gubitosi over there. <laughs> uh, you just wanted to work in Guido Gubitosi. Absolutely. Yeah, you didn't want. <laughs> you didn't care about anything else no. besides saying that I on got, air. I got here. to say it. Okay. He wanted to promote the Robert Blake episode again. Yeah. Yes. So go check that out. Please. Uh, and lastly, the internet was ablaze with this next video. Two girls, one cup. Oh, my God. Do you remember? Where yeah, you were remember. when you saw this. This um, is like the Kennedy assassination. You know exactly. I don't remember where I was. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I remember being disturbed by it. Yeah. I was in college at the time. I was sitting there on my computer, and then a bunch of friends came in. They're like, dude, you have to see this video. Yeah. And I think it's ice cream. I don't think it's... It, you Actual think it's chocolate poo -poo. ice cream? Yeah. You know, he said poo-poo. Poo-poo. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. That's a good question. But I... I but what's like the the financial interest in the people who created the video to do a viral video like that? Like, there's no money in it for them to to do something like that. Well, apparently, it was uh, an advertisement. This movie was starring Latifa and Carla, uh, classic names. the uh, The viral sensation was released early 2017 as a trailer. 2007 or 2007, I can read as a trailer for the Brazilian porn f flick Hungry Bitches. 
Oh, that that blockbuster we remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was that in Munich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the Oscars. That's yeah. interesting though that it was the clip itself was really just a trailer for this longer movie, this porn flick. Yeah, yeah. I I um I like the book better myself. Yeah, <laughs> two girls, one book. <laughs> the stage play, the yeah. off Broadway stage play. <laughs> and I doubt many people went on to seek out that movie. No. You just pass the clip around, and that was about it. Who's going to, what, is it like a four-hour, it's like a Scorsese film, it's like four hours. <laughs> the yeah. Irish man. <laughs> yeah, like the Irish man. The a Irish porn. member with feces and vomit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a pitch for you. Yeah. I'll take it. But yeah, that was huge that year. It gained steam as the year went on, so that fall, I would say, is when it became the most viral. Oh, I like, think when you say something like that, people know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And the I, poop I, gained steam. What are you doing? Like color commentary of the yes, <laughs> the two girls one cup. <laughs> I just remember visuals that are kind of you know printed on my brain of the disgustingness of that. Yeah, can't unsee it. No, can't unsee it. No, but what you can see. Here we go. Is this episode on Anna Nicole Smith that we're doing right now? Oh, oh my god! Right this second. Well, in just a moment. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. I gotta get ready. Nicole Smith, born Vicki Lynn Hogan on November 28, 1967 in Houston, Texas. Hogan, huh? No relation to Hulk. Hey, brother. Hey, or, sister. Or the heroes. Oh, Hogan's heroes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Or the Hogan family. Or the Hogan family. TV's beloved family. These yeah. are all things that have come up through our podcasting here yes. on Death and Entertainment. Her mom, Virgie was 16 years old when she gave birth to her. Okay, that's the worst name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Come Virgie. here, Virgie. Yeah. Oof. Hey, Virgie. Hey, Virg. E. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded like Kermit the Frog. Hey, Virgie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Virgie. Virgie. It's like Pee Wee Herman, kind of. <laughs> kind of. What a diss. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Nicole's dad, Donald, Another bad dad. Oh, really? Really yeah. terrible guy. A convicted rapist. Oh, my <laughs> God. I would say that's a bad dad. Yeah. That's yeah. a bad dad. Yeah. Yeah. So he was out of the picture very early on, and Virgie ended up becoming a deputy sheriff afterwards. Whoa. Virgie? What? The mom. Oh, the mom did. Yeah. Okay. I was like, why, well, they're hiring rapists for his- uh... No. Uh, <laughs> Donald was the The rapist. dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Donald's a great name, too. I know. Huh? <laughs> We're going to build a wall. <laughs> so Anne and Nicole grew up with four step-siblings and five half-siblings. It was a chaotic household. One of her half-brothers from her dad's side alleges that their younger brother, Donnie- accidentally shot himself in the head with Virgie's gun. What? So it, it was in the mom's purse, and the baby was playing with it, and it went off, and she rushed him to the hospital, and when all was said and done, he survived, wow. and she never wanted to talk about it ever again. Yeah, what? I imagine so. Virgie's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. Now the kid's got a gun! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bullshit story. The, the, yeah. the little baby, was it like uh, Lisa Simpson or... Um, uh, 
what is it? Maggie. Maggie Simpson, yeah. yeah. Shooting well, people? Allegedly, supposedly, yeah. from her half-brother. A lot of red flags in that story. Vicky, you remember who Vicky is? Vicky. Anna Nicole. Anna Nicole. Oh, yeah, that's Born right. Born Vicky Lynn Hogan. Yeah, that's right. Vicky was sent to live with her Aunt Kay in Mejia, Texas, in her early teens, because Virgie just couldn't deal with her outrageous daughter. Oh, really? She was misbehaving. This house sounds like crazy. There's like kids yeah. coming. It's like the um, the Carradine family or something. There's like kids from different yeah. fathers and mothers. Yeah. And it's weird that a deputy sheriff couldn't control her teenage daughter. Yeah. Well, it, she can't control anything. She can't control her own gun and uh, a baby shooting it off. Like, it sounds like she's not in control of anything, this mom. And even in interviews, she would downplay the fact that she was a bad mom. Like, yeah. in reference to Donald, the yeah. bad Well, dad. comparably, she's the best parent uh, Anna Nicole had, it seemed yeah. like. <laughs> if, if you if you're, have the choice of these two horrible people. Yeah. But she says, oh, you know, I was only with him for a short time, and then he was gone. Yeah. Well, no one wants to admit they're a piece of crap parent, you know? Yeah. Mom remarried to somebody with the last name Hart. And so when, <laughs> when... Do you take this guy with the last name Hart as your <laughs> husband? Yeah. So when Vicky was sent to Mejia, Texas with her aunt, she started going by the name Nikki Hart. That sounds like a stripper name, kind of, but... Or a rock star. Or a rock star. I think she combined Nikki Six from Motley Crue okay. and Corey Hart. I wear my sunglasses dun, dun, at night. Dun, 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 dun. Or it's just coincidence. But it sounds like a very 80s name. Yeah. Nikki Hart. Yeah. The fact that she went on to become a stripper, it's mind-boggling that she didn't just keep Nikki Hart as the name. That's that's true, too. That sounds more like a naturally organic stripper name. And then she told everybody that she was her aunt's illegitimate daughter. Why? Because she wanted to. It's a better story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She lied a lot about her upbringing throughout her career including saying that Mejia was her hometown when it was actually Houston. Who wants mm. to claim Mejia? Because, <laughs> like you just said it, yeah. it's more interesting. I guess so. And then she also told the press that she grew up dirt poor and was on food stamps. And one of her family members in one of the million documentaries they've done on her said, she was never on food stamps really? and was never dirt poor. Wow. Hmm. So it's a better story. I mean, but something about her screams to me she did grow up dirt poor. I don't know why, but maybe, yeah. maybe they were a little more, maybe they're middle class for Mejia, whatever Mejia is. She worked hard to cultivate that story, so that's probably why yeah. it's out there. Well, she's perfect for Hollywood. She lies about her, she creates her entire background or this yeah. fictional character that she is. She didn't have many friends. She dropped out of school in ninth grade. And then went on to work at Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken. Mm, that sounds good, actually. It could be really good, or like it's going to kill you with food poisoning yeah. that, that day. <laughs> I bet it was great. I mean, it's still around to this day. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's one of those Texas, you know. Yeah, mainstays. Yeah. The Mejia insiders really know yeah. what to get there. You want some good fried chicken? You go on over to Jim's. Yeah. He'll take care of you. <laughs> Tell him, uh, tell him Jed sent you. <laughs> she meets <laughs> Billy Smith while working at Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken. Okay. They end up having a relationship and having a kid. Look at that haircut. 
That's Billy Smith. Oh my God. For those just listening, uh, Kyle, can you describe this kid? Uh, it, yeah. It. Where do I start? <laughs> he looks like the janitor at a meth lab or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> way out of her league. In yeah. It's a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a helmet head going on. And she looks like not even anything that she became later on. No, it's plain, pretty, unrecognizable. Yeah, she looks great, but like, you know, she looks so different from what, you know, we know as Anna Nicole. Yeah, very normal looking. Very Norma Jean. Hey. Mm. And so, yeah, they have this kid, Daniel, (laughs) while they're still teenagers. And the marriage ended up lasting two years. Afterwards, Vicky, now Vicky Smith. Okay. We're getting closer. Yep. She moved to Houston and became a stripper to make ends meet. At Rick's Cabaret, a sort of classy gentleman's club. Oh, okay. This is like uh, not just like a, a low level like strip club. This is like you know, it's one of those. You like, wear a suit to this strip a club. Cabaret review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Scores. Yeah, Howard Stern used to always promote this one and Scores. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. I know Scores, but I, I didn't know Houston had a uh, their version of Scores. Yeah, and in 1991. Vicky Smith saved up $14,000. Oh my god. To enhance her personality. Breasts. <laughs> her hair. She got 36 double D. Whoa. Those are huge. Yeah. <laughs> I also heard that it was 42 double D. Oh. Those are some big boobs. Yeah. You said it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it took two surgeries. Really? One, one for the left, one for the right. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boob. <laughs> <laughs> she was obsessed with getting them because she thought that would be her ticket to success. Yeah. Well, she seemed very self-conscious. Like, you know, she's self-conscious about her background, about, you know, everything going on. And I think, you know, the, her, the way she looks is very specific yeah. self-consciousness. And we all know that it did indeed work out for yeah. her to have those big boobs. Yeah. But there was a side effect. Severe back pain. Oh, chronic. Too big. Suck it up. That's, yeah. that's the, the Punky Brewster, <laughs> pro, the Soleil Moonfry issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know about that? That so, uh, Punky Brewster, she had to get a breast reduction because her back hurt so much. Yeah, yeah I saw that Hulu movie. Yeah. Where she oh, about yeah, that. that's right. That Hulu movie is ridiculous. In direct defiance of what God had created. Yeah. <laughs> gave it back. Yeah, hers were natural. <laughs> yeah. They should allow you to, if you get a breast reduction, you can give them to someone else. True. Yeah. And she lamented Give that. Give them to me. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want with them? I want to put them in a jar. <laughs> He's going to play with them. <laughs> yeah. Let's not follow that anymore. In that documentary, she lamented that her nickname was Punky Boobster. Oh, man. I like it. That's got to hurt. But or not hurt. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked here. The... Back pain then led to an addiction to painkillers. And this would go on for the duration of her lifetime. Oh, no. October 1991. This is a very important time for her because guess who walks in to the gentleman's club? Uh, Probably rolls in, I would imagine. (laughs) He's rolled in by his (laughs) assistant. The guy from Dallas with the big hat? Basically. Okay. J. Howard Marshall II. 
Look at his how happy he is. Look at this youngster. An <laughs> 87-year-old oil tycoon owned 16% of Coke Industries. Wow. Coke, I like Coke the uh, soda. No. As in the Coke brothers. Oh, the Coke Even brothers. Bigger. I didn't yeah. know the Coke brothers were involved in this uh, fiasco. Oh, yeah. Wow. They weren't involved in anything very good. No, nothing <laughs> so at all. Yeah. This kind of fits right in. The destruction in. of the entire earth. He was 87 years old at the time. That lets you know, like, it's just so, like, in a man's brain to still want to be like, ah, I still got it. A scumbag, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what he would say. She keeps me young. Not even young. He would say, she keeps me living. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows you it's never too late, people. Yeah. To find true love. Right. <laughs> as long as you have a billion dollars. That yeah. helps, too. It just sweetens the deal a little bit. His first name is James, by the way. In case you were curious. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's been dying to find out. So Jay Howard was smitten, and he quickly convinced Vicky to stop dancing because he wanted to hang out with her. And she's like, oh, I got to dance tomorrow night. And then he yeah. takes out a thousand bucks cash, and he's like, honey, you never have to work again. Yeah. It's like a low-level pretty woman. But $1,000, yeah. $1, what am I going to retire on that? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was just in the moment, just, like to show you no, well, there's he's this basically, and more. He's like, basic, basically paying for her time now. Now she doesn't yeah. have to work, and but now he she's like attached to him forever. She told him that she wants to make it on her own still. Good. And he proposed marriage to her after one week. But, okay, I, I think this is what everyone knew during that time. She is interested in the money, not his, you know, 86-year-old body. Not in his corner lip crust. Yeah. <laughs> she admitted that in an interview, though. I came for the corner lip crust. I stayed for the money. Yeah, exactly. She said she admitted that she wasn't attracted to his lip crust <laughs> or his skeletal frame. Yeah. yeah, He looks like he's rotting as he's like sitting there. But that she really had strong feelings for him, which, you know, I believe because when someone plucks you out of obscurity and gives you a whole new life and vows to take care of your young son, how could you not have affection for that person? Well, the Even young if son it is, is so yeah. manipulated by the financial situation. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I think the financial security or the potential for financial security is what she was looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, though, you would also probably like that person that's doing that for you. Sure. But, but she's obviously fooling around on the side on this guy. He let her. That was part of the deal. Yeah. He's like, I didn't say nothing about monogamy. Wow. Oh, really? That was yeah. a direct quote from this guy? And then it, his chin falls off? <laughs> I'll admit some of this. <laughs> Into his like spaghetti that he's eating? <laughs> My source for some of uh, this. Monsieur, monsieur, your, uh, your chin is in your spaghetti. Would you like me to get it or wrap it up for her to take home? My source for some of this dialogue comes directly from the Lifetime movie. Oh, okay. Uh, that was made about Hannah Nicole Smith. Yeah. So it's on the record. As factual as you can get is yeah. the Lifetime movie. <laughs> and actually, we can get into that right now. I have a clip. This movie <laughs> depicts the moment they met. And before we get to the clip, I just want to add that. Can you believe this TV movie, Lifetime, directed by Mary Heron, who directed American Psycho? Wow. Like, this what? is a big-time director. And I mean, then, it was a big-time director until she directed this. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and as J. Howard Marshall, 
Martin Landau. Oh wow. my god. Where do you think you're going, handsome? He's ogling her is, right is now. That, I think that was a stroke he's having. Yeah. <laughs> This shows them having fun, eating popcorn together in bed. Watching football. Oh, my I God. Love you. He looks like a weirdo. <laughs> I love you, too, Papa. <laughs> she calls him Papa? <laughs> That's fucking weird, man. Yikes. Yeah. You know, you know the story about Martin Landau from Entourage where he wanted, he tried to get his girlfriend uh, into an episode? And he like Doug Ellen, the cr- creator and showrunner, um, like release the voicemail. Release the voicemail of him, like you know, like tearing him a new one. Yeah, because he wouldn't hire this girl who was like just some young girl that was clearly dating Martin Landau just to get in the industry. Yeah, but the the funny part of that story was he did already cast her as something. Yeah, and she uh, wanted a bigger role though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't realize that she got anything, and so he's like, "I thought you were a stand up guy. Yeah, this yeah. is why I'm helping you out." <laughs> going off, and then he calls back and he goes. Uh, forget about that last voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he played it on that podcast yeah. with Turtle and E or whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. they're doing. It's, yeah. it's hilarious to me, though, that he's uh, he's in a similar situation with this girl he's dating, yeah. trying to get her, you know, uh, established, you know, clearly just a transactional thing. Yeah. He could relate to the role. Uh, of course. You know, he lived it. And yeah. I bet part of him was like, what am I, chop liver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Nicole never win for me. Yeah. If yeah. she's in the older guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Oscar winner over here. I Hell bet yeah. you Martin Landau made a made a run at that girl who played Anna Nicole in that Lifetime movie. Agnes Bruckner is her name. You may know her from such movies as The Craigslist Killer. Oh, such blockbusters. <laughs> Who and, yeah. lived down the street from uh, my parents in Quincy, Massachusetts, died on my birthday. Really? Hello. The Craigslist yes. Killer? Yep. That's oh, good company to be in. Yeah. <laughs> He's very proud of that. You know, yeah, that we got rid of it. He killed himself on my birthday. It was a reason to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you know who directed that Craigslist Killer movie? No. Do you know? <laughs> I don't. David Fincher. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, there was an epidemic of good directors yeah. just wanting to make shitty TV yeah. movies. Scorsese's directing a Disney Channel. Yeah, I was, Rock. <laughs> I was always blown away when uh, I saw Francis Ford Coppola uh, produce Jeepers Creepers. So yeah, that's another. Yeah, I know that's a whole other thing. Please, we, yeah, don't yeah. open that rabbit hole. Yeah. My let's, God, let's get back on track here, yeah. Alejandro. <laughs> I'd rather get to two girls, one cup. I know on that rabbit. <laughs> Yeah. That was directed by Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Vicky Smith answered an open call for Playboy. Because now she doesn't have to strip so she can pursue what she wants to pursue. Yeah. And guess what? She made the cover in March 1992. Bum, bum, bum. Just off her own looks and abilities, nothing to do with this billionaire that she was married to. No, not directly related, just in the sense that she was more comfortable with but his support. Not saying that she doesn't deserve it, but I just I'm just wondering if those connections helped. I mean, I'm sure it helps to be supported and afford to go do what she needed to do. That's true. She met a photographer, he took the pictures of her, they sent him in and Yeah. It's crazy that in nineteen ninety two, you can see it on the cover here, that it was four dollars and ninety five cents for a magazine of Playboy. Yeah. I just read it for the articles. Yeah. Yeah. You would think it'd be much more. I thought it'd be like ten or fifteen dollars. 
That's true. Those really nasty ones were 10 yeah. or 15 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Those really spicy ones. Yeah. Hustler. Hustler. You could get arrested for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those bookshops that had the porn section. Yeah. I would always try to go in that section secretly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you see your neighbor in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, there would be like some creepy old guy there. Always. Yeah. yeah. With a big coat, like, you know, with a hood over him. Yeah. And that's like your, you know, your CCD teacher or something. <laughs> yeah. no, I literally ran into the guy that my Nana hired to paint the house. It was like some, some guy from this church. And uh, we went for like to get something before a party in high school just to put on the background because it was like cool. And uh, then there that guy was that was like hanging out with my Nana for like two weeks. Wow. Oh, really? Painting her house. Yeah. Were, were, was he looking at the real questionable yeah, like porn stuff? like a full stuff? trash bag <laughs> yeah. full. He's like, a trash hey, bag. Yeah. What do they give you, a trash bag when you walk in the door? Yeah. Why is porn always in a trash bag or something? <laughs> or a brown paper bag. Yeah. yeah. I We'd always find uh, like a bunch in the woods or something. Clearly some some kid had always just kind of like wanted to get rid of it because maybe he thought he was going to die or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hide my porn stash if I die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a side note, on that first Playboy, she wasn't Anna Nicole. She was still Vicky. Oh, okay. So she made her debut still as Vicky. That's fascinating yeah. to me. It's like when Larry Fishburne got uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. He was Larry Fishburne. But yeah. that's close enough to Lawrence. She had a completely different first name. True. It's hard to switch over, but she she successfully did it. Yeah, so she quickly rose from centerfold to Playmate of the Year. That's a big move. And caused a sensation because she was this six-foot, fuller-figured, blonde bombshell. And that wasn't the norm at that time for models. It's usually like 5'7 or something, 5'8. She was kind of a throwback to Jane Mansfield, yeah. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, who happened to be her idol, by the way. Monroe? Okay. Yeah. And they were similar in other ways, too. Oh, yeah. Darker ways. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was alluding to uh, the uh, breast situation. Oh, <laughs> that too. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the darker ways. Want to hear about that? That's coming up. Uh, yeah. But Marilyn's breasts weren't nearly as big as Anna Nicole's. Yeah. I don't think. Right. No, I don't think so. Jane Mansfield, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Them things was were big. The, it was out. We should do a separate. <laughs> Boob pod or something. <laughs> a spinoff pod. Die Guys present the boobs of history. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over well with uh, people. Them boobs be jiggling. <laughs> yeah. Hello. In 1993, Guess Jeans founder Paul Marciano saw that Playboy, wanted her, and then signed her to a multi-million dollar contract. She, she became was the face the, of Guess. Yeah, the Guess girl. Yeah. Yep. How's that? I kind of yeah. remember that. I, I love guest jeans, but they were so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really into jeans at that time. My friend had a pair of irregular guest jeans where the, the thing on the back was like way at the bottom or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was all about Jinko jeans. Oh, yeah. At this time. Would you wear the same pair over and over? Oh, hell yeah. That wasn't considered uncool? You got to get a good fray on them. You got to step on them. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to move right on here. Yeah. We have the guest ad open. This is her in her prime. Yeah. Very noirish, black and mm-hmm. white. LA Confidential. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't she wouldn't get that role. Yeah. <laughs> nor, nor would Pamela Anderson. I wonder if she auditioned for it like Pam did. I mean, that was that was the most 
saddest part of that series. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> she thought she was going to get that role. A piece of trivia. Ooh. Paul Marciano is the one that told her to change her name to Anna Nicole. Wow. Really? So by the time she's the face of Guess, she's now Anna Nicole Smith. Finally. It's all it's all coming into the final form. Yeah. And her fame is like a rocket ship. She has roles in a Coen Brothers movie. Really? Okay, so I take that back. A Naked Gun movie. I, I definitely am. It's a Zucker Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I didn't know the Coen Brothers. I knew uh, Naked Gun. Hudsucker Proxy. Tim Robbins. Oh, I kind of remember her in that now. She yeah. plays a blonde like a bombshell type. Yeah, Because yeah. that whole movie, they talk like, hey, we're vintage 1920s yeah. ad guys. Yeah. yeah. You see? It was Tim Robbins, and it was like, yeah, very uh, like heightened to the most absurd level of like you know that 1920s prohibition era, like you know slang. Yeah, so she plays one of the guy's it, girlfriends, yeah, and says like "sock 'em, boys" yeah, or something. Yeah. And then also same year did Naked Gun thirty three and a third, which which is the second one or third one, <laughs> the third one. Okay, thirty three and a third. Yeah. Isn't that obvious? Uh, I guess so. It I thought it confuses me too. Yeah, no, but but <laughs> but it's a joke also. Yeah, so yeah, two and a half. <laughs> two and a half was the second one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I so, guess Alejandro gets all the logic of the yeah. wacky names. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies ever. Saw it in the theater as a kid. Made a huge impression on me. And we have a clip here. What are you doing? I'm uh, just contemplating my next move. Your bishop is exposed. It's these pants. I usually wear a uh, fuller cut. Uh... You're all men. <laughs> I like that in my men. You're coming on to me big time, sister. You're praying like a kitten with a fresh mouse, but we got a problem. We're Jewish? Oh. <laughs> You're Rocco's girl. And in my book, that chapter is called Look But Don't Touch. I could have two lovers. Kinky. But I like my sex the way I play basketball, one on one and with as little dribbling as possible. <laughs> Genius. So as you can see, pretty good screen presence. Good chops. Yeah, she um, she could handle her own with Leslie Nielsen, who's a legend. That's what everybody was talking about. Yeah. Well, not to be presumptuous, but I think if she kept her shit together and was able to like keep up her acting and you know doing roles like that, I think. She would have been a big star. I mm -hmm. think she she could have been. Because that was an amazing start. Hudsucker Proxy and Naked Gun. Yeah. You're working with, you know, arguably, you know, two legendary, uh, you know, brothers of filmmaking, the Zuckers and the Coen brothers. Yeah. And as long as you kind of keep in their universe and, like, don't really piss anyone off too bad, you you know, you, you have a good career there. But yeah. here's what happened. Too much partying. Yeah. That's what I assume. So because of the back pain, she's on painkillers, but then she's also drinking a lot, yeah, doing drugs. There's an incident at a hotel party where she has to be rushed to the hospital. This is 1994 now. Okay. Wow. And her career stalled immediately. Word got to Paul Marciano at Guess, and she was dropped. Wow. And then William Morris, the talent agency dropped her as a client as well wow that's huge mm -hmm. for just for like partying too yeah long? it was but it wasn't just one night it was like a collection of of things yeah it was a collection but there was that was it like an industry party where she like told the ceo to go fuck himself or something 
Not exactly. The <laughs> Lifetime movie depicts it as she was at the mall drunk and then took her top off to screaming fans. And then a paparazzi had recorded it. Oh, so okay, it cuts to okay. Paul Marciano watching the footage. Yeah. This is unbecoming of guests. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guess like <laughs> there's some like high minded, like, you know, classy operation yeah. or something. Another thing that happened that really made Anna Nicole a laughing stock is nobody really knew about J. Howard Marshall yet. What do you like, mean? Wow. Oh, I thought he he was well known at that time. Not yet. Oh, okay. But then on June 24th, 1994, she decides to get married to him, make it official. That's good. Cr- like right after her career gets canceled, yeah, she's that, like, "Time to get married." That is an interesting time. Yeah, yeah. And they got married in Texas. He remained in his wheelchair at the wedding. He was too frail to get up. My concern is the uh, the paperwork. You know what 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 was signed as far as uh, making sure that the family money stays the family money wasn't so clear. That was the big thing around this time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Okay, you know, he's marrying this person clearly." Not for love or, you know, just just to have some big blonde bombshell in his life. And like, what uh, what's he going to leave her? Because he's a billionaire. But clearly there's a prenup is going to be involved in this. Yeah. And this is the moment that everybody finds out about her situation. So media firestorm. You guys remember this. There were so many jokes about Anna Nicole Smith marrying the old guy. I oh, yeah. Matt Jay Leno was like all over this. Yeah, hey, 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 Kevin. Yeah, you see this old guy? <laughs> he married Anna Nicole. Isn't hey, you that see funny? The, see this bag of bones get married? This hot chick. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Hey, hey, maybe. Hey, what do you think, Yui? <laughs> yeah. I didn't spend any of my money. I just paid cards. <laughs> My faith hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to burn up in like 20 years. I mean, a fire extinguisher. Yeah. You got a fire extinguisher over here? <laughs> <laughs> I went, my denim's going to burn up one day. A couple of weeks <laughs> after they got married, Jay Howard gave power of attorney to his son, Pierce, who also goes by E. Pierce. He's a Pierce of shit, I heard. <laughs> they, hey. they love the initials in <laughs> yeah. that family. And Pierce then promptly cut Anna off. So he's starting to make his moves, like to get her as far away from the will as possible. Okay. Because after they get married, Jay Howard's health takes a turn for the worse, and he's pretty out of it. So he keeps promising Anna, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to be in the will. I'm going to take care of you, but never actually signs anything. Oh, that's smart on his part. I guess. Played her like a fiddle. Is that why she got uh, that, that scumbag lawyer in the mix? We'll All talk right. about him soon. Yeah, we'll talk about him right now. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Pierce is on it. He goes to such great lengths to protect his inheritance that he even hired a private eye to follow them around and make sure that the will was never changed. Man. Wow. 14 months after they got married, in 1995, J. Howard died of pneumonia. Oh, man. Rest in peace. A.K.A. old age. Yeah. I like when they say like a hundred year old dies of pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think it was just old. It age. wasn't a windsurfing accident or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Anna wore her wedding dress to the funeral and sang the Bette Midler song "Wind Beneath My Wings." <laughs> <laughs> Could not find video of that, unfortunately. Oh, that'd be amazing. This is a picture of it. Oh, the wedding or the funeral? The funeral. She wore oh, white my... to the funeral. Yeah, she wore the wedding dress. The wedding dress. Oh wow. 
Yeah, I'm not a big fan of people singing at uh, weddings or funerals. Really? Because no, they always want whoever wants to do it is not good. Is Did you ever know that you're my hero? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a cork in it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that at my funeral. <laughs> we won't. We Thank promise. You. A bitter legal battle began immediately after he dies. Apparently, he might have given her a house and a couple million dollars. That's what I heard through the grapevine. It's all very vague and just unclear. But nothing in the will. Zip. So he wow. bequeathed her some side money, but nothing uh, that she was coming out of his like main account. No. Yeah. She claimed that he promised her a lot more. But that's and- tough to prove. Verbal shit. By the way, there's another son that Jay Howard had that was cut out of the will. So it was all going to Pierce. Oh, that makes him look shady. So the other son actually supported Anna's fight. Yeah. Ah, just because he hated Pierce so much. This yeah. guy, Pierce, he is a Pierce of shit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. And listen to this Pierce of trivia. Nice. Their fortune, <laughs> the, the fortune she was set to inherit was $450 million. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it was worth it. Generational money, yeah. Yeah, yeah generational wealth, they call wow, it. Wow, yeah. They call that old money. Yeah. yeah. The old bag of bones had old a, money. A bag of cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bag of cash. <laughs> so Anna Nicole hired a legal team, which included attorney Howard K. Stern. It's so weird it's so close to his name. Yeah. Not to be confused with shock jock <laughs> Howard Stern. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got great breasts. Oh, what I do to you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the butt on you. Get over here. And Howard K. Stern would become much more than a lawyer to her over time. And we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, the other son was named J. Howard III. That's the one that was cut out, which is weird. He's the one that has his namesake. Yeah. And he's the one that's cut out. Yeah, smells fishy to me. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this family. Yeah. What a piercing snub. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, they're not all winning. (laughs) Keep it in. Anna declared bankruptcy in 1996, and her career was ice cold. Coen Brothers ain't throwing her in Fargo. No. And there's no naked gun forty five and a. Boy, third. what would they call it? You you know this uh, this uh, thirty three and a fourth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the fourth one would be then. <laughs> Two and a half, thirty three and a third to well, the fourth power. They, yeah. They, why did they not make that naked gun to the fourth power? Shit. I mean, because he was busy doing uh, that hockey brothers movie. The Hanson Brothers, Slapshot 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And to be fair, Naked Gun 3 perfectly ends the franchise, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, Anna did do a straight-to-video movie called To the Limit. Push it to the limit. And Skyscraper, which was only released overseas. I never heard of that. <laughs> These are movies. I remember seeing the cover for To the Limit at Sam Goody. It's basically her boobs and a gun. Wow. I'm in. I'm in, yeah. <laughs> what else do you need? Anna appeared in the music video for the song Jumper. By Third Eye Blind? Yes. Wait, I what? you would step back from that ledge, my friend. She plays a club goer in it. Oh, okay. How'd she get that juicy role? You know, that's a good question. It's yeah. just very random. 
And that's probably the best thing she did after the first two movies. Man. She never did another great thing after She must that. have really screwed up with some people. I don't know what you do in order for the, for that downward spiral. She was a laughing stock. That's what happened. It was swift. She yeah. was seen as a party girl. Same thing happened to Lindsay Lohan. Well, you can't do pills like that every single day and expect to like be able to function as a... Even acting is ridiculous and dumb and easy, but you still can't be on pills all day. Yeah. And when she married Jay Howard, that sealed the deal. Yeah. She, she was a joke. Yeah. She was like a trophy wife. Yeah. That's exactly what everyone thought. Yeah. Oh, you just married him for the money. I mean, you two still think that. Oh, absolutely. Of course. So, yeah, yeah that's not a likable person that does that. So in the media's eye, in the public eye, she just wasn't well-liked after that. Yeah. I didn't say it didn't make me not like her. I just, yeah. thought, I just thought she was just uh, marrying this 85-year-old rotting corpse for the money. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm saying the public didn't oh, like yeah. her as much. Yeah. yeah. She's no Bonnie Lee Bakley because she's not that conniving and- no, no, such a yeah. piece of shit. It's just, no. yeah, she was making a move. I feel like most women do this type of stuff. It's just not on the level. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was agreeing with them without fully yeah. understanding what he was yeah. saying. Maybe not most, but a significant. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled with them. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I'm taking you down Kyle's, with me. Kyle's got his new men's rights activist book coming yeah. out. <laughs> He's trying to promote it now, so don't yeah. let him. And you can see his new show on Daily Wire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read after Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I hate what women are. <laughs> That's my Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Clean your room. Clean your rooms. <laughs> women are not to be trusted. <laughs> Trans women are not women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a charade. That's all he does is just say <laughs> yeah, hot, hot button issues like that over and over. Yeah. yeah. So there was endless litigation and it would go back and forth. A California court once awarded her the entire fortune. Oh, my wow. God. Only for the Texas court to take it all away. I don't know how that works. Yeah, how's that even happen? Yeah. How would it feel to one week think that you have $450 million, and then the next week, it's gone again? Yeah. That's what, like, when I found out I sold a TV show, and then I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Discovery Warner Media c combined yep. and screwed it me over. Yeah, that's what happens, you know? Life ain't fair. Th mm -hmm. They give it to you as quickly as they take it away. And so that and happened. they really give it to you. <laughs> then they really give it to you. <laughs> that happened in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> and in this footage we're watching, she's in court, and... In this trial, there was a contentious back and forth between her and Pierce's attorney. Yeah. Because he kept saying, what was the date that you married him? What date did you guys do this or that? Because he knew that she was bad with dates. Yeah. She's like, I don't remember exactly. I don't know. So he just kept asking her and then getting her frustrated. Yeah. And at one point she said, screw you, Rusty. Wow. <laughs> So it was really... But the jurors and the judge can see dirty. what this guy's doing. The attorney? Yeah. But the jury sided with him. Really? That's well, that was a lost. Texas one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. She lost then, you know, and wow. that basically put the stop on it for a while, at least. Okay. It wasn't the end of it, but that was a big loss for the legal team. So, like, they were just always taking shots at the possibility of getting some of his family money. As his inheritance. Yeah. And so they just kept trying in any court system they could do it. Exactly. But they weren't able to get much besides what he had already left her on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so where does that leave Anna Nicole? That leaves her with no money. 
Yeah. So she has to go back to making a living somehow. And what does she decide to do? Become a big chunk. <laughs> she becomes, <laughs> she gains some weight. She claims that happened because of all the stress with the trial. Yeah, yeah. E comes knocking, buys her a house, and she stars on the Anna Nicole show. Oh, I thought you were talking about E from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> I remember her on uh, E, like for most of the 2000s, she always had something going on. Yeah, it, early 2000s, it followed the Osbournes. That was really the breakthrough celebrity reality show on MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the following summer is when the Anna Nicole show premiered. Yeah. And it featured her outrageous life in L.A., the main cast consisted of her son, Daniel, from Billy Smith, the fry cook. Yep. <laughs> Assistant Kim, who had purple hair and apparently wasn't a lesbian, but she sure seemed like one. Okay. Whoa, canceled. Her dog, Sugar Pie, <laughs> and lawyer Howard K. Stern. Who did, someone would do an impersonation of Anna Nicole Smith. Was it on SNL? Someone did that. Was it? I think a lot of Mad TV. Yeah, maybe Mad TV. They really uh, made a fool of her. (laughs) Yeah. And at this point, Stern's real life law firm fizzled. So he's just on the series as like a supporting. So this is his main source of income now. (laughs) Yeah. But they call him the lawyer. Yeah. Even though he's really acting as her agent now. And he even operated a talent firm out of his apartment called Hot Smoochy Lips. Oh, God. And Anna was his only client. Nice. (laughs) So the Anna Nicole show premiered in August 2002, and it became E! Network's most watched show. And shall we see a little clip of this? Let's check it out. I haven't seen this in a while. There's three things people seem to think about me. They think I'm rich. I'm not rich. I'm going to be rich. They think I'm a gold digger, and they think that I'm fat. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm a little big boned. Oh, my God. <laughs> and look at in the opening credits. You can see it says, like, Daniel, son, lawyer, Howard. They're all presented as these wacky characters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a porno movie, and I've got, let me see. Oh, my Lord. I'm doing three, two girls, and one, two, one three, cup? four, five, six guys. I'm doing a porno it's with seven guys and two girls and a dog. Oh, that's Fun not porno. <laughs> oh, my God. She, she was out of it. Like, she was really just messed yeah, up. Yeah, so she had gained a lot of weight, yeah. and she's always slurring her speech. Yeah. Seems heavily medicated. Because in that first episode alone, it's just a complete train wreck. Yeah. She's going to look at houses, and she goes to see one where the people are still living there, but they're selling it. And then she just opens their fridge. She's like, I'm hungry. Oh, Can I have some of this watermelon? Oh, my God. And she starts eating it and then jumps in their bed. And then she can't get up herself, so she's like, help me up. <laughs> Later in the episode, she's crawling under a table, and then her butt gets stuck between the legs oh my god she's like help me (laughs) and then while she's house hunting she says i gotta go home and take a break and masturbate i'm horny (laughs) i haven't had sex in two years my god (laughs) it's lovely by the way the show is so entertaining it's great yeah yeah it it was it but it was just like a train wreck it was like 
Like, if you aired that today, people would be like, that's really not cool to be showing this person, no. you know, falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Whitney Houston went through the same yeah. thing being Bobby he Brown. He would just be like, you know, you know, they just, you know, smell money and they're like, we don't care if your life is going to shit and you're going to die in a year. We want to make some money. We yeah. would prefer it. We prefer it, actually. <laughs> yeah. With the bottom feeders that are going to take whatever we can get. Yeah. That's a good term for the people Anna had around her. Bottom feeders, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In one episode from season two, the gang travels to the Kentucky Derby. While on location, she hit it off with a photographer named Larry Burkhead. Looks like Aaron Carter mixed with uh, uh, Ryan... Ryan... Ryan Stiles? <laughs> Fucking the guy from Drive... Oh, Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan yeah, Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he looks like Aaron Carter and Ryan Gosling put together. A little bit. Okay, I All can right. see it. Yeah, why not? But he definitely looks <laughs> younger, which is not a problem, obviously. But, but I wonder what this guy's intentions are. They began dating privately, and he moved with her to L.A. He said, quote, the whole time we dated, if you look at all the video, I'm in the back carrying my camera bag. She didn't want me in the spotlight, end okay. quote. So the ratings declined for the Anna Nicole show after two seasons, and then it was canceled. Okay. So it burned bright for a minute and then was gone. It's one of those, like, the producers and, like, the the crew and stuff, they're like, oh, we can deal with this madness as long as it makes X dollar amount. Once Mm -hmm. that X dollar amount, the, the headache gets too much for the gets too much for the lack of money and then it just like the equations all thrown off and they're done yeah so after the show fizzled anna nicole disappeared from the public eye for a little while and she resurfaced around 2004 she had lost 70 pounds in two years and became the spokesperson for trim spa I remember that scam operation. (laughs) Yeah, Trim Spa was a mix of ephedra and caffeine. Not good. And then ephedra was banned. And so there were a few years of litigation, and the makers of Trim Spa filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. But I looked it up, and it still exists somehow. It was speed. It's an appetite Yeah, ephedra is is like, it's like Sudafed. It's like whatever the main ingredient of Sudafed is. Yeah, it was like killing people, because people were just fucking going crazy (laughs) with it. Like, like, that's America for you. Hey, we got this new diet. Uh, Also, it's going to kill you. Yeah. (laughs) There's always weight loss drugs. There's some right now that are taking Hollywood by storm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Diabetes medication yeah. that they're all taking. Elon Musk weight. is taking that yeah. now, too. Everybody is. Yeah. Except for me. Maybe I should jump on that. Yeah, I want to <laughs> get my hands on this, too. <laughs> well, we got this. We're, like, we're going we're to die. Like, yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. But yeah, so as you can see, we're watching footage of her promoting Trim Spa. She made the rounds with her new. It's Regis Philbin. Thin so, what frame. do you do with this stuff, okay? <laughs> I heard it kills you if you swallow it too many. I heard it's like speed. Yeah. Can I get some of this? I need more speed in my life, okay? Here's her on Larry King. Larry, you like my body? It's great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> now, you decided to lose weight, right? That was your decision? I'm here with Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> Larry, of course it was my decision. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so with the new weight loss came new opportunities. Anna Nicole appeared in the music video for Kanye West's The New Workout Plan. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she was chosen to introduce him at the 2004 Billboard Music Awards. 
Her loopy behavior and slurred speech sparked concerns about her health. I remember seeing this. Kanye's I, I'll like, never forget this. Kanye's clip. like, hmm, having a uh, public media meltdown. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. Like my body. <laughs> I was honored to be on our. Oh, God. Next performer's new video. Oh, boy. And if I ever record an album, I want this guy to produce my... my. Make me beautiful duet. Oh, my Lord. Because he's Who's? freaking genius. Yikes. Numerous reports. One of the reports mentioned that you were on drugs. What do you say about that? Not on drugs. I didn't have one cocktail. Uh, yeah, I okay. was up all night puking the, the night before. Uh, I was a little bit shaky. I was nervous. Uh, but after the awards, I was completely fine. Come on. Yeah, okay. Larry Burke had her boyfriend later revealed that she had suffered two seizures the night before. Oh, my God. And was on prescribed medication. Yeah, but you can be prescribed a lot of things. Yeah. What was the dosage? Really, yeah, you know? but the dosage and, like, you could find a doctor, especially at this time, too. In the 2000s, it was still the Wild West as far as doctors. Like, you know, Courtney Love had, like, you know. Everything prescribed to her. I'm surprised she's still alive. Actually. Writing her own prescriptions. Yeah, bro. Yeah, she got her. Didn't Remember? she steal a notepad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, back in the yes. uh, the Kurt yeah. Cobain episode. In late 2005, Anna Nicole became pregnant. Her dependence on drugs had gotten completely out of control. That's frightening. She suddenly turned on Larry Burkhead and fled to the Bahamas with Howard K. Stern, mm -hmm. her lawyer, agent, she's got confidant. She's got a love triangle going on here. And that's where she rode the last three months of her pregnancy. And in this time, they shot this weird video for some reason. And this shows insight into their life, I think. This is Anna Nicole playing with Riley. What do you think, Anna? Is she is she gonna be uh, is Riley gonna be your new makeup artist? Oh my I don't god! Know. She's wearing clown makeup. I remember this. For a water part? Yep. I wanna go. Like it's so weird to me that Howard Kidstrand's going Good along baby. with her rampant drug use. My baby's over there sleeping. That's your other one of your baby. Your baby down there. Your baby down here. Yeah, she's on drugs, pregnant. That's that one. I think I just have a little gas. What? <laughs> and now she's playing with a doll in the house. That she's pretending is a real baby. She's acting like she thinks it's a real is baby. This a trip? Is this a mushroom trip? This footage is worth money. Why? What footage? She says, "What footage?" So My she's wearing clown, clown makeup the whole time. A nine-year-old was applying it to her. Who's the, who's the nine-year-old? her face at the beginning of the video. It was a friend of the family that was in the Bahamas. They knew a family and their kid that was is, like, oh, I like to do makeup. So she was putting clown makeup on Anna Nicole. I don't know if you could hear that exchange, but the girl's like, I wish we could go to the water park and you could ride the water slide. And Anna Nicole's like, that sounds fun. I want to do that. And the girl's like, well, you can't do that because you're pregnant. And then Anna Nicole's like, 
No, I'm not. I just have gas. Yeah. Whoa. So the girl later on when she was an adult looking back on it, she said that she was under the impression that Anna and Nicole didn't realize she was pregnant. Oh, boy. During that video. So what is Howard K. Stern getting out of this? He's selling everything. He's selling photos. He's selling videos. You know, he sold the e-show. At this point, he's her agent and who knows what else. We're not sure. Man. And he's still waiting for his piece of the fortune, remember? Oh, uh, they still holding out that that's going to work? On May 1st, 2006, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously decided the case in favor of Anna. Oh my God. You see, we were wondering where this was all going. Yeah, they said that she would be allowed to pursue it in lower courts. Oh, okay. To keep going. So they, they didn't say that she won. No. They just allowed her to actually pursue yeah. her money. But then yeah. that opened the door again for the litigation to continue. And a month after that decision, E. Pierce Marshall dropped dead at the age of 67 due to septic shock or shock overhearing the Supreme Court decision. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) His wife, Elaine, inherited the entire fortune. Wow. And that's who Anna Nicole had to fight from then on to get some of it. On September 7th, 2006, Anna Nicole gave birth to Hannah Rose Marshall Stern. Oh, okay. So it's Howard K. Stern's kid. We'll get to that. Howard filmed the birth and sold it to Entertainment Tonight. Two days later, son Daniel, now 20, flew out to meet the baby. That summer, he attended classes at L.A. Valley College and was living with family friend Raymond Martino, Mm. who incidentally directed Anna in those two straight-to-video movies, To the Limit and Skyscraper. Mm. So Daniel arrives... And he's staying in the hospital room with his mom, Anna, who's still recovering from the Mm C-section. Overnight, Daniel is sitting in a chair across from her bed, while Howard K. Stern is sleeping in a second bed on the other side of the room. September 10th, 2006, 6.20 a.m. A nurse sees Daniel tending to his mom. At 9.30, Anna wakes up with Daniel sleeping at her side. She nudges him. He won't wake up. His skin is cold. She calls for help, but it's too late. He's dead. Oh, my Mm. God. Authorities called the circumstances suspicious. A criminal investigation by Bahamian officials is launched because they're in the Bahamas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's later determined that he died from a lethal combo of Lexapro, Zoloft, and Methadone, a painkiller that Anna had been taking for years, and in fact, a pain medication that she had on her. Which one? Methadone. Oh, okay. So that's for people that are coming off heroin addiction, usually. So the theory is that he took the pills from her purse, Mm. the methadone pills. Jeez. And he intentionally took the drugs. So there's no foul play. Mm. Anna probably knew that it came from her stash. So she was inconsolable, obviously. She lost her son and blamed herself. And she had to be immediately sedated because she was so stricken with grief. Jeez. But the cameras never stopped rolling. The last photos of Anna, Nicole, and Daniel together in the hospital room were sold to In Touch magazine for $400,000. Jeez. And that's the one we have up right here. Yeah. Anna changed her baby's name to Daniel Lynn 
as a tribute to her son. And Howard K. Stern was listed as the father on the birth certificate. Anna stayed in the Bahamas through her grieving process because she loved the strong community there. I guess she was planning to stay there permanently. She befriended local musician King Eric and his wife Bridget and referred to them as Mommy and Daddy. And by the way, she had long cut off contact with all her family in Texas. Oh, wow. Hated her mom, Virgie, with a passion. Can't blame her. On September 26, 2006, Howard K. Stern appeared on Larry King Live, announcing that he was Anna's lover and the father of her child. Yikes. But Larry Burkhead claimed that he was actually the father. And so this was the start of a public paternity battle. Two days later, Anna and Howard K. Stern, I I always have to say his full name, exchanged vows in a non-legally binding commitment ceremony (laughs) aboard a catamaran off the coast of Paradise Island. Welcome to our non-legally binding commitment ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Do not call it a wedding. Yeah. Afterwards, there is no food here. Yeah. <laughs> they both jumped into the water and guests enjoyed freshly catered KFC back on the boat. Wow, that wow. is a classy wedding. Oof. And the sun just died and they're celebrating. It's so creepy. Two days later? No, um or that was two days after. Two days after the Larry King oh, interview. Okay. This yeah. is about a month after the sun died. Less still, than a month. Still, still a little tender, yeah. you know. It's the same month actually cuz what was that like September 8th? Yes, yeah. the chicken was tender. <laughs> Check please. Yeah. That's their new commercial. Tender. <laughs> tender moments. I'm call for call chicken Smith, tenders. And I'm here to sell chicken tenders for KFC. <laughs> October 2007, a few weeks later, a funeral was held for Daniel in a cemetery plot overlooking Lake Cunningham in the Bahamas. Anna requested to see the body and then proceeded to jump on top of him and start shaking him, trying to get him to wake up. And she started screaming. Witnesses say it turned into a circus and she had to be restrained. The next four months, Anna stayed heavily medicated with a potent and unpredictable mix of prescription drugs, antidepressants, Valium and sleep medication. At night, she would hold a photo of her son Daniel and cry herself to sleep. So this is a miserable existence. Jesus. Monday, February 5th, 2007. Anna remains a shell of her former self, but presses on for the sake of her new baby, Daniel Lynn. She books some modeling gigs and decides that she wants to buy a luxury yacht out of the blue. Who doesn't? So Howard K. Stern finds a potential boat in Hollywood, Florida, Florida. that Uh, is. (laughs) So they fly over to check it out. The entourage includes Anna's bodyguard, Maurice Breithaupt, nicknamed Big Mo, his wife, Tasma, a former nurse, and Dr. Christine Erosovich, a.k.a. Dr. Chris, (laughs) a.k.a. Dr. Nick. Yeah, it sounds like the... The guy from Simpsons. Who was Anna's psychiatrist. Daniel Lynn was left behind with a nanny. Friends King Eric and Bridget will join them later. They've offered to help drive the new boat back to the Bahamas. During the plane ride, Anna is sick with flu-like symptoms and complains that her left side is hurting and she has a 105 fever. 
but she refuses to go to the hospital because she knows it's going to be a paparazzi scene. Yeah. Yeah. They check into the Apollo suite in the Hard Rock Hotel. Antibiotics, flu medication, and an ice bath bring her temperature down, and she takes chloral hydrate to go to sleep. By the way, chloral hydrate, I think that's since been outlawed. Probably. Because it was a very powerful sleep sedative on the lines of propofol. Yeah, the yeah. Michael Jackson, Conrad Murray future. So she, yeah, she's doing ephedra and chloral yeah, hydrate. Yeah, what, what isn't she doing? She's like taking yeah. anything that'll get, you know, that'll be put banned in, in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's drinking the Four loco too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those wild potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> On Tuesday, February 6th, 2007, Anna spends the day drinking Pedialyte and taking various medications and pills, including some muscle relaxants. That's a next level person to get the Pedialyte, you know, that's yeah. just to come down and like, you know, get it out, out of your blood. System. Yeah. yeah like, that's Been there today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her body has a bad odor, so she takes a bath and feels slightly better. Wednesday. February 7th, 2007. Anna slips in the bathtub and hits her head. Has a possible concussion. Dr. Chris has business to attend to and has to leave. What the f- this- Wait, 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 what? After she falls down? Yeah, what does that even mean? doctor. This causes- yeah, Oh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta thing. I gotta, Ooh. I gotta hit the old dusty trail. Sorry yeah. about the, the head and all. This causes Anna to have a panic attack. She does not want Dr. Chris to leave. Why? Is he like Dr. Feelgood? She. Oh, she, sorry. Yeah. She's Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. But she's the- psychiatrist weirdly enough <laughs> but she's the one prescribing all the antidepressants yeah well, she had another doctor feel good by the way i'm sure she's yeah. got many all over the world yeah thursday february 8th 2007 10 a.m anna wakes up feeling much better but is weak the side of her body including her left buttocks has an infection it's different colors and swollen. What? Yellow fluid oozing from an abscess, which is a pus-filled sac, in case you've forgotten. <laughs> oh, geez. That's been punctured by a needle. Because for years, in an effort to lose weight and stop the aging process, she's been injecting human growth hormones and vitamin B12. She's doing everything wow. for the On top of yeah. the... Uh, Trim spot. She's dope. Yeah, she's like, uh, what was that? Jason Giambi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry Bonds. Yeah, Barry Bonds. Yeah, Mark McGuire. Jeez. Anna, <laughs> Anna goes to the bathroom and then goes back to bed. 10.30 a.m. Her bodyguard, Big Mo, goes down to eat breakfast. <laughs> Anna Nicole is what are, sleeping. What'll it be today, Big Mo? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> he gives the menu back. I'll take everything. <laughs> well, I'm hungry today. <laughs> Ooh, Big Mo's here. Get, get some more eggs. Noon. King Eric and Bridget arrive from the Bahamas. Howard K. Stern goes to see the boat that they want and possibly complete the purchase. Tasma, Big Mo's wife, who was the former nurse, of course, stays behind to, to keep an eye on Anna. She finds her bedroom in a state of disarray and is quite disturbed. Like blankets are strown about, there's pills on the floor. It looks like a complete disaster. Yeah. I would be amazed if it wasn't a disaster. Well, 
It was that bad, though, that it like made her give her some alarm bells. Yeah, even for Anna Nicole's room. Yeah, it was, was bad. it was bad. Yeah. Around 1 p.m., Bridget stops by to see how things are going. She overhears Tasma talking to Big Mo on the phone and thinks she's hearing Anna's voice. So she walks into the bedroom and immediately notices that Anna's mouth is hanging wide open. Bridget bends her foot and they call her name with no response. Tasma starts doing CPR to open up the airways, but it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Jeez. She feels for a pulse, but gets nothing. She then calls Big Mo, not 911. <laughs> she calls her husband Big Mo, the bodyguard. And He's right in the middle of breakfast, I'm sure. Right in the <laughs> middle like, of home on. fries. <laughs> Hold on, I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. Wrap this up. And updates him on the situation. Big Mo then calls Howard K. Stern, who's still at the marina. And then Big Mo calls the Hard Rock Hotel front desk and has them call the police. What the fuck? 38 minutes. This is kind of like Heath Ledger. Like, no one wants to call the cop because everyone's afraid of get someone getting busted. Yeah. 38 minutes go by before the 911 call is actually made. Jesus. No good. Anna, is it still 911 in Bahamas? Well, There's this is Florida. Hollywood, Florida. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Hollywood, Florida. Anna is going through full-on cardiac arrest. Big Mo races back. When he gets there, he sees that her lips are blue and claims to feel a faint pulse, even though his wife said there is no pulse. 1.46 p.m. Paramedics arrive. They use defibrillator pads to try and kickstart her heart. Howard K. Stern gets there as they are trying to resuscitate her to no avail. Anna is then rushed to Memorial Regional Hospital, where she's pronounced dead at 2.49 p.m. Man. She was 39 years old. Jesus. Her death was ruled an accidental overdose. Toxicology report states that nine drugs were found in her system, including antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, a human growth hormone, and that chloral hydrate stuff to sleep. Same drugs that killed Marilyn Monroe, her idol. That is so yeah. crazy. She was taking chloral hydrate as well. Oh my God. Maybe she did that just, to, you know, out of her love of Marilyn Monroe. <sighs> Who knows? Yeah. In the autopsy, they discovered multiple track marks on her butt. In her final days, bacteria leaked into her bloodstream through those perforations that the, you know from the needles, yeah, causing a severe infection. Another finding from the report, Anna had a low thyroid condition called Hashimoto's disease, which could have been the cause of all her weight problems. Oh, okay. But she wasn't diagnosed while she was living. Wow. Was her death inevitable? Yeah. I don't know. Big Mo, the bodyguard, claims that she almost drowned in a pool a month earlier, and he had to do CPR on her. So it it seemed like it was something bad was bound to happen. When her son died, I think she died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And she wasn't that with it before that. And I I think, you know, she just, she had. You know, just given up years and years ago. Yeah. Mm. The drama continued after her death. Mom Virgie fought to have Anna buried in Texas. The mom, by the way, that Anna cut off and wanted nothing to do with. But Howard K. Stern wanted to fulfill her wishes and have her buried in the Bahamas. 
the judge ruled in favor of Howard, and this judge also cried openly in court. He was like, a mother losing a son. He was a big uh, 33 and a half fan. <laughs> I guess. Or, or a Hudsucker proxy. Her private funeral was held on March 2nd, 2007 in Nassau, the Bahamas, with about 100 guests. I say private like that because the broadcast rights to the funeral were sold to Entertainment Tonight. Oh, my God. Anna's final, I like how E couldn't even get it. That's funny. Yeah. Anna's final resting place is in Lakeview Memorial Gardens next to her son, Daniel. Oh, the paternity battle between Larry Burkhead and Howard K. Stern continued after the funeral. It reached absurd heights when Prince Frederick von Anhalt threw his hat into the ring. He was then married to a catatonic Zsa Gabor, 26 years his senior. Prince Frederick claimed to have had a 10-year affair with Anna. But all speculation came to an end in April 2007 when a Bahamian court ruled that Larry Burkhead was indeed the father following a DNA test. Mm. He jumped and threw his hands in the air and said, I hate to be the one to say this, but I told you so. There was a big mob of reporters and tourists because the media was very fascinated by this story. Her death, the paternity battle, the son's death, everything. Howard K. Stern accepted the results and was supportive. I saw footage of him showing Larry like, oh, Daniel Lynn likes to be held like this. And here's yeah. how you feed her milk, all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. So after that, he just dropped it and was like, OK, I support you. Gotcha. And it was such a media firestorm at this time. I don't know if you guys remember, it was just everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember all these court cases. Like, how many court cases can you really do as one family? Like, every, like everything is a court case involving Anna Nicole and all the, like, her extended universe. So if you turned on the TV, there was some news about Anna and Nicole. All the time, In yeah. 2007. An anchor at CNN, Jack Cafferty, was none too pleased with this. Roll the clip. Roll the beautiful beans. This guy looks like the, the angry, angriest pundit in the world. Email your thoughts to Cafferty File at CNN.com. Is uh, Anna Nicole Smith still dead, Wolf? Yes. Uh, we're going to be updating our viewers coming up shortly on Can't wait for the that. mysterious circumstances surrounding that, Jack. Thank what you. What a dick. Up <laughs> well, he's right, though. You should be covering real news. Well, not, you know, this Cafferty guy is really pissed off at Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. <laughs> and Wolf is the consummate professional. Yeah. yeah. Just rolls right by it. Is she still dead? Jeez. Why, yes, Jack. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> in 2010, Dr. Chris and Howard K. Stern were convicted on two counts of conspiring to obtain illegal drugs and administering controlled substances to an addict. Well, that's why they didn't want to call the police right away or 911 yeah, right exactly. away. Yeah. Anna Nicole's physician, Dr. Sandeep Kapoor, was also charged but acquitted. Wow. In 2011, the convictions were dismissed after the judge ruled that there was no intent to break the law. In 2015, the same charges were made and later dismissed again. What? One final conviction of fraud against Dr. Chris was reduced to a misdemeanor and she was fined a hundred bucks. Man. There was a book that came out in 2007, later that year, about Anna Nicole's life and death called Blonde Ambition by Rita Cosby. The best-selling book alleges that a sex tape exists between Larry Burkhead and Howard K. Stern. 
Wait, well, just them two? Yeah, that they had a gay love affair. Okay. And she claimed her source was Anna Nicole's nanny. Howard K. Stern sued her for defamation, <laughs> and it was later settled out of court. These people are clowns. What do they do? No one, no one just wants to get a real job. This is yeah. why they, they do all this crap. And then one weird rumor at the time was that Daniel was the father of the baby, the oh, son. Oh, my God. But Good that's Lord. disturbing. We don't believe that one. Let's hope not. Right? <sighs> You never know with this kind of circus family what the hell's going on. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> you said it, Johnny. <laughs> they got like the bearded woman, you know, you know, yeah. Big Mo, you know, Big Mo's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling circus. Yeah, it's weird. Daniel Lynn Burkhead is currently 16 years old and lives with her dad in Kentucky. She was featured in a kid's modeling campaign at age six, but has since shied away from the spotlight. In 2008, she was named as the sole heir to her mom's fortune, which unfortunately was only about $720,000. Hey, it's no $400 million, but it's more than most anybody gets from their parents. So yeah. True. That's pretty good. Yeah. I got nothing. Although. <laughs> <laughs> I got a punch in the face. Yeah, I got a, I got a uh, you know, Dodge Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> Although Larry Burke had held out hope that some of J. Howard Marshall's fortune would go towards Daniel Lynn, a U.S. District Court judge ruled that there is simply no evidence that justifies awarding sanctions against Pierce's estate. So it was basically over then. None of it's going to go to Anna Nicole Smith's family. That same year, Forbes listed widow Elaine Marshall on the billionaire's list at number 141 with an estimated worth of $9 billion. Billion? Yeah. She made some good investments, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, marrying Pierce. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. But, but he was a Pierce of shit. You had to deal with that yeah. that horror for, for you know 20 years. Howard K. Stern left the spotlight and is currently a public defender. I was going back to his roots. Kind of like uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. It sounds about right. Grifter. Yeah. Turned lawyer. Scoundrel. (laughs) And that's where our story ends. Final thoughts. Oof. I thought, I always thought the rumor was that she died in the lobby of the Hard Rock Hotel. Mm -mm. It was in her room? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because there were people like spreading images of uh, of someone that looked like Anna Nicole, just like passed out dead in the uh, in the lobby. That could have been a rumor. There were a lot of rumors. Yeah. Always- as you heard, it was a wild series of events that yeah. year, and the year before even. Yeah, hell, her whole career, yeah, was just crazy. There's always people putting together like these insane like. False videos, or you like remember mm-hmm. Steve Irwin? Someone put out that that alleged video of the uh, you know the the swordfish kind of but you know punching him stingray the, the stingray yeah, hitting them in the chest the swordfish <laughs> <laughs> that'd be even a crazier story yeah uh, but yeah there's a lot of online fraudsters out there you got to keep your eye out for oh my god what there's a real death photo of her this ain't it is it like the Chris Farley one. I came across one of her with her son that was very disturbing. Oh, this has got to be one. She was just so messed up. I mean, you, you know, can like, flash it if you want to, Kyle. Have, we don't have to show okay. it. Yeah. Something bad was going to happen. I, I think even before the son died, she was just, she had been doing opiate pills for 
20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like there's yeah. no good end to that. I'm surprised she lasted that long. And she was companions with this guy, Howard K. Stern, who just always had money on his mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sure he, like, he loved her, but he also was an enabler and not good for and, her. And a small time grifter. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's what he was. And, you know, that's. I go back to my thesis that these people just don't want to get real jobs. They yeah. just want to be uh, somehow related to the celebrity world a little bit. And they can go on Larry King mm-hmm. or you know CNN, whatever, once in a while, and they love you know even just the vaguest access to celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine and- you uh, you get arrested for anything, and then he's your public defender because he's in downtown LA. You know, I I actually might not even like him as my public defender. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's, he's gonna get he's, it done. He's been around the world. You know, he's yeah. seen a lot of things. Yeah, he sure has. Yeah. And you asked earlier if they were intimate, if they were doing each other, they were banging. Yeah. To this day, I'm not sure if they ever had sex. Actually, because that was so suspicious after the son's death. I think he took advantage of her grief. Yeah. And that's when he suddenly announces for the first time ever that they're a couple and he's the father. It was very weird. Yeah, yeah. but they had a non-legally binding uh, commitment ceremony, so they might have <laughs> consummated that. With fried chicken. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. it's serious when fried chicken is involved. Yeah, and you're taking a dip yeah. in the water. <laughs> you're diving in. I'm surprised she, she didn't just drown because she was so messed up on drugs. Would have been so. a better way to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the ocean has uh, fish food. <laughs> You put it so eloquently. (laughs) Do we end end on that? I think think so. (laughs) So, um, Patreon. Patreon. We'll rest in peace to them. Of course. Rest in peace. All the people who passed away. Anna Nicole. I think she set the tone for modern celebrity culture. Yeah. Yeah. She loved the paparazzi. She had one of the first reality shows. Mm -hmm. She had her her taste of uh, stardom, you know. Before the sex tape, her marrying the old guy, that's the equivalent of a sex tape. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kim Kardashian, she either had to make a sex tape or marry a billionaire. Yeah, marry a corpse. I'd say her biggest <laughs> things was the, the guest campaign uh, in the two big movies that she mm-hmm. did. And I, I think if she just stopped right there, <laughs> it would have been maybe better for her. But um, what are you going to do? That's that's yeah. that's Hollywood for you. Yep. All right. So R.I.P. J. Howard Marshall and Anna Nicole. <laughs> yes. And, and not, not Pierce. We don't and care Daniel. About yeah. Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Daniel. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Brutal. This is like a just you know the. The bodies are just endless here. Yeah, they're piling up. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And then his pictures are sold to In Touch. Yeah, yeah. That's gross. Get the hell out of here. Howard K. Stern, baby. Gotta love it. Well, anyway, it. follow us on Twitter, Instagram, yes. uh, YouTube. We're getting big up there, but we need even more help. Yes. If you want to become an actual Deto uh, and you want to support the show, we got our Patreon that's live, and we got some stuff over there already waiting for you. Waiting for uh, you. Like our night that we went to the new Beverly and saw Salo, yes. uh, which we covered the director, uh, Pier Paolo Pasolini, yeah. very early on. And yeah. it's uh, one of the most disturbing movies you'll ever see. So yeah. you can hear us talk about it. You don't have to see yourself. Yeah. And that's a Patreon exclusive right now. Nobody else can see it anywhere. Okay. And if you're hearing this... Uh, podcast early on it's because we released it early on the patreon okay okay yeah um well that's it we gotta get out of here yeah all right kids we love you and until next time don't go dying on us you have just heard a true hollywood murder mystery i have never seen anything like this before 
Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.